Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Mission Matters Business Podcast, your source for all things business. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, MoneyMattersTopTips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Joshua Wade on the line, and this is a very special reunion 2020 episode. What's that? That's when I had our guests on in the past, and I liked them so much I had to bring them on back. Uh, so Josh is a lawyer, and he has a practice. Um, name is Josh Wade, law office of Josh Wade. Um, and Joshua, welcome back to the show. Hey, Adam. Thanks for having me back, man. Really appreciate so, uh, it. So excited to catch up with you. It's been a while since we last spoke, um, and I want to get into some of the topics that you proposed. A lot of interesting thing going, things going on in uh, marijuana law and lobbying and traffic tickets, and we're going to get into that kind of stuff. Um, but before we do, let's just go over a general overview of your law practice. So tell us a little bit more about what you do, please. Um, so uh, as we talked about last time, I don't know if anyone uh, remembers last time, but I do, I'm a solo practitioner. I passed the bar about three and a half years ago now. Uh, I've been solo that entire time. I'm a federally licensed patent attorney, although I find myself doing a lot of criminal defense, which includes a lot of marijuana cases and all kinds of crazy cases, actually, and then a lot of traffic tickets, too. You know, uh, My girlfriend just got a traffic ticket this morning and hands it to me. He's like, hey, I got a traffic ticket. I was speaking. You would not believe how many friends and family cases I have done. Uh, I say the first victory is free. That's that's my uh, little friends and family bit. But um, uh, yeah, it's just been it's just been busy, man. I've just uh, more partnerships, more cases, more courts, more traveling. I've been trying to limit the amount of courthouses I take cases in to try to focus on you know my particular area, which is like the northern Los Angeles. So that's like Glendale, Pasadena, Burbank, uh, West Covina, El Monte. Ambra and try to really nail those courts down, really get to know the, the clerks and the judges and the DAs, and, and uh, things have been going really well. I, I can't complain. That's awesome, man. So let's um, let's switch it up a bit. Let's get into uh, marijuana law lobby and, uh, and what's going on with fighting traffic ticks. So tell us a little bit more about what's keeping you busy. So uh, I've been doing a lot of actually out-of-county marijuana cases because a lot of the cultivators – um, particularly uh, the Chinese descent have been growing marijuana out in like Victorville and uh, San Bernardino and uh, Riverside County. Um, and those have been keeping me busy. We've done dozens of felonies and misdemeanors. So um, I don't I don't know how familiar you guys are with this, but a few years ago, Mar- um, California legalized marijuana, but they have done such a poor job, California, the state, um, mm-hmm. in issuing these licenses and issuing um, licenses to people who want to grow. And the demand, obviously, far outstrips the current supply of licenses. And there's still tons and tons and tons of black market marijuana um, leaving California every single day, usually going to some of the eastern states or places, basically places where it's illegal. And there's this huge market for, you know, cultivators, housing, hydroponics, all the stuff that's involved in growing marijuana and cultivating marijuana, including legal services, defending against the crimes of legal marijuana or illegal marijuana. And that's what I find myself doing a lot of the time. And um, it's crazy to me because in the beginning, the district attorneys seemed like they didn't want anything to do with these cases. They didn't really know what to do with them. 
most of them were being dismissed for very, very low. It's, it's not, it's like nothing, basically nothing. Mm-hmm. There's small slaps on the wrist. And now we find ourselves almost two years later and they're charging them as felonies. They're finding ways to wow. charge them as felonies. I've done like felony conspiracy to cultivate marijuana. That was a fun one out in Mojave Desert. Of course, all six of those defendants got dismissed, you know, at prelim because nonsense. You can't you can't be guilty of a conspiracy uh, to grow marijuana as a felony if growing marijuana is only a misdemeanor. It's, anyways, it's kind of silly. Um, <laughs> but the kids been wow, but, out three but, ways to wow, do so they're really stuff. going after him now, right? Well, it is still a really big problem. It's a really big yeah, problem. That, uh, and it, as, personally, you know, I'm all about legalization and licensing. I think we need to get more licenses out there. Others have done a better job legalizing marijuana. California is not the greatest run state on the planet. We all know that. And, you know, there's just not enough license, legal licenses out there. And the black market is still strong. And there's an ungodly amount of money still out there in the black market. And that's not good. As long as there's profit to be made, people will do it because, you know, they can't do anything else or they want to make more money. Um, But, you know, I find myself doing a lot of negotiations um, in different courthouses with different DAs uh, with all those cases. And it's crazy to me to see the variety of offers all the way up from, you know, two years, three years state prison all the way down to if you do 10 AA meetings, which is a or a NA meeting, which is Narcotics Anonymous, which, you know, they're not drug, they're not drug users. They're mostly farmers, but, uh, you know, for a dismissal. Uh, so, you know, you have like an extreme end of like they want real prison time for these crimes, nonviolent. Sometimes there's utility theft involved, and that's a lot of times how they get to the higher level of punishment. Mm-hmm. But for, for cultivation, for a, a misdemeanor with a maximum six months as the underlying real crime and profit motivator for why people are doing these types of things. So, I, I mean, if anyone's listening, uh, they can change anything, make it easier to get a license, make it easier for people to run a legal weed business. And people won't do illegal stuff with weed anymore. That's just, that's the, that's supply and demand. That's facts. Uh, nothing's going to change that. So that's my little bit about wow, that. I, lo- I love hearing your, I love hearing your perspective on this, Joshua, because the thing is, is that, you know, I interview a lot of people on, on this show and, and I had people from the, um, everywhere in the supply chain, like every single, <laughs> and I think you might be the first person that's attacking the angle from obviously from the defense of what's going on, um, with, with yeah. how hard it's been for people to get licenses and other things like that. Oh, I'm like, God, it makes perfect sense. And this is the stuff like, come on, it's on CNBC, it's on everything all day long. They're talking about the gold, the green rush or the this or that, all the property made. Nobody's really given any attention to this other side of things that's happening. Well, there's still a lot of people, a lot of government money, government time. There's a whole marijuana enforcement enforcement task force, which is a multi-county, multi-police yeah. uh, agency unit that goes around investigating and doing these crimes and things like that, investigating these crimes and arresting people. Mm-hmm. There's dozens of arrests made every week. I do a lot of those cases. And it's just, why? Why are we doing this? Why are we incarcerating people for marijuana? Granted, there's some property crime associated with it, a little theft of utility, but a lot of cases, they don't have any theft of utility. Just people growing marijuana inside their house, albeit illegally, um, and we're, you know, trying to get jail time on it. And it's just like, we're, why? We should be taxing them, legalizing it as best we can, and moving on. Like, we, 
not illegal, or it's not supposed to be illegal, but in practice, it's still very illegal for the average person to do it as a business, and almost impossible for anyone who wants to do it legitimately to do it. The, the figure that I've heard from some of my, you know, people out there in the world is it, it takes about $2 million to get a legal weed business going, and that's absurd for something that you can just plant in the ground and start growing and be growing very well and profitably, albeit illegally, you know, for very little money. You know what I mean? But that's how much money wow. it takes to get going. That's that's what I've heard. That's word on the street. But uh, wow. yeah, man, it's interesting. You know, man. Well, I guess, and again, not that I guess it's keeping you busy though. So I'm ha- I'm happy to hear you're busy. Let's throw yeah, that out. Yeah, I'll throw that out there on my end. Of, and, and business is going to be good for you for a long time on that one because we know the state of California is not going to be uh, not going to be moving too quick on this. Let's just say. <laughs> no, they're not. No, they're not. But you know. My, I have high hopes because it's really a waste of human resources to, to try to yeah. prosecute these people. It truly <laughs> is. I'm happy to take their money and get paid, but that's not – it's not something that I – it's not making society better. Let's put it that way. Oh, man. Well well said and uh, well put. Um, so, Joshua, if somebody is listening to this and they want to follow up and they want to learn more um, about what you do, um, what's the best way for them to reach out? I mean, the best way, honestly, is just – Send me an email. Uh, my email address is joshua.c.wade at gmail.com. Or, you know, you can find me on my contact information on the State Bar website. I have a LinkedIn, which is the same thing, just Joshua Wade, attorney. Uh, maybe search Los Angeles. I'm not a huge social media guy. I know this is a social media push, but I'm, I'm not, like, one of those guys that's doing a bunch of advertising or have a Instagram about my stuff, you know, and try to stay a little bit under the radar. But, you know, if you can, if you want to find me, you can find me. I'm here in Los Angeles. You can give me a call, and I'm happy to talk to you about any any subject, really. Um, but, yeah, awesome, yeah, that's man. it. Fantastic. I wish Wait, we had more time. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, more no, man, awesome, awesome catching up with you, seriously. And I love that input you put in that, in that angle because I had no idea, but it makes so much sense once you said it. Uh, and to the audience, as always, thanks for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. I uh, hope you had fun listening. Definitely uh, had fun making this for you. If you did, don't forget subscribe to the podcast. Uh, leave us a review on the uh, on the iTunes store, and um, don't forget if you're watching this on the YouTube channel, give us a subscribe there and uh, leave us some comments on the video. Love to hear your opinion. And uh, Joshua, thanks again for coming back on the show.